Welcome to episode 377 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here as always. And you know, I used to say Trent and Jason here as always, but Jason stepped away from the podcast in mid-2021, but he has made his way back a few times, and today is one of those times. So welcome to back, Jason, to talk about the unfortunate passing of the mighty Gary Rossington, the guitarist, one of the guitarists, and one of the founding members of one of the greatest American rock and roll bands of all time, Leonard Skinner. Southern Rock at its finest. It's a band that I believe everybody knows, even people that don't even listen to rock and roll. You could be into classical music or rap or country and just, well, country is another totally different thing because Leonard Skinner goes hand in hand with that as well. But you know what I'm saying? People that have nothing to do with rock and roll, no Sweet Home Alabama, and no Freebird. So that's how iconic this band was, and that's how it is, and that's how iconic Gary Rossington was and is as well. So we're going to talk about Gary, and we're going to talk about Skinner. You're coming up very shortly, but first I want to let you know who we're sponsored by. That would be DEB Concerts, concert promoter based right here in the Tulsa area, who has brought tons of great acts to our area here in downtown Tulsa. Bands like Saxon, Last in Line, L.A. Guns, Tom Kiefer, Buck Cherry, Lita Ford, even stuff to the arena down here at the BOK Center in Tulsa, like Lamb of God, Megadeth, Ice Cube, Snoop D-O-Double-G, and so much more. DEB Concerts also books the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma every year. This year, of course, is no exception. The lineup for Rocklahoma was announced a few weeks ago, and the DEB sponsored Roadhouse stage features four nights, four days of action, starting with the Thursday night pre-party, which takes place on the Roadhouse stage. That will be headlined by Warrant. A couple members of that band have been on this podcast before. The other three nights will be headlined by Buck Cherry. Josh Todd has been on this podcast before. Kicks, one of the greatest live bands you'll ever see. And every member of that band has been on this podcast, all at once, of course, but... And finally, Skid Row. No one from Skid Row has been on this podcast, unfortunately, but I'm guessing that will change one day. LA Guns will also be on that stage as well. Enough with saying who's been on this podcast, DEB Concerts, on Twitter and Facebook is at DEB Concerts. Follow them on the socials so you don't miss any updates on upcoming stuff. We, of course, keep you updated here as well. And we appreciate DEB Concerts for everything they do. Sunset Tattoo. A tattoo shop located in Midtown Tulsa. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed. And they are mother approved. 25 plus years of experience. From Jason Thompson. And you can see a collection of the Sunset Tattoo work on their socials. Facebook and Instagram are both Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. Tons of great styles that they specialize in. I've had tattoo work done by Jason Thompson. I love it. I know many other people that have as well. And I'm sure I will again here in the near future. And hopefully you will too. So if you give Sunset Tattoo a call or a message, you can set up a time to go in there, 
sit down and talk about what work you're looking to have done. They also accept walk-ins. So drop by Sunset Tattoo and tell them you heard about them on Thunder Underground. Finally, we've got Med Farm, a dispensary located in Broken Air, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway, right past Onita Road. Can't miss them. They've got a drive through which is a great convenient thing that many dispensaries don't have. If you call or text your order ahead of time, you can zip right through that drive through and be on your way. You can also check out their large selection at leafly.com. You can go in anytime and talk to one of their many knowledgeable staff. They are cannabis with a cause. That means 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters. Such an amazing cause. Nearly a third of their pro- proceeds at all times are going to help out animals and build no-kill animal shelters. Also, follow them on their socials. Medfarm, that's P-H-A-R-M on Facebook. Medfarm OK on Instagram. The website is medfarmok.com. And if you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order. You can't beat that. So drop by Medfarm and tell them you heard about them on Thunder Underground. Alright, so once again, like I mentioned, Jason has returned a few times over the past year and a half or a little over a year and a half since he departed the podcast. The first time he came back was actually for another tribute of a fallen rock and roll icon, and that was Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters about a year ago. And he also came back for our Best of 1992, 30 years later, look back towards the end of last year. We're both big fans of the music that came out that year, so we wanted to do a kind of look back at all those albums from that year. And then just a few weeks ago, we had the episode where Jason came over and we watched Megadeth's, Megadeth's live stream from Budokan in Japan when Marty Friedman made his return to Megadeth after 20 plus years. We did a, you know, a talk and a review on that. And now here we are once again with Jason's returning to talk about Leonard Skinner. And I definitely wanted to have Jason on this one because as much as I love Leonard Skinner, Jason loves him a bit more. He's a little bit more knowledgeable, I think, about it. And especially when it comes to a guitarist. You know, Jason has been a guitar player since we were teenagers. So he knows, he hears stuff a little bit different than I would, I believe, because of that. So I definitely wanted to have him on here to talk about that. And, you know, throughout the years of this podcast, we've done many tributes, of course, because we've lost a ton of great, a ton of great musicians over the past eight years that this podcast has been going. You know, we've done tributes for guys like Lemmy, Chris Cornell, like I said, Taylor Hawkins. I mean, there's a long list. No need to get into. To me, you know, I've done a few tributes for some guys on my own in the past, since someone, a couple in the past, since 2021, since Jason left. I always just find it stuff like this is a little bit better when a couple people are talking about it, especially a tribute to a fallen artist or even a review of a show or anything like that because you're getting the perspectives, two different perspectives. Like I said, people might hear things different. People relate to different songs, different aspects. So it's just a 
it's just always fun, you know, regardless of that, to sit down and, you know, talk back and forth about music you love with a friend of yours. So, again, glad Jason's back so we could talk about Gary and Leonard Skinner. I don't need to really go into much because Jason and I cover it here, but we talk about seeing Skinner live. And I've had the opportunity, I was thinking about, I think I've I've seen him four times. Actually, about three and a half times. And oddly enough, three of the times are in the past, if I can do the math, three and a half years. Me and Jason saw them back in the mid-90s. They did a co-headline tour with Hank Williams Jr. I think it was like 95. Maybe even 94, I I don't remember for sure, but... Such an amazing show. It was just a, I mean, it was the time when both of us had really gotten into him. There were still several guys in the band that, longtime members, of course, you know, many, you know, a couple of the early members, of course, passed away in that plane wreck, including, of course, Ronnie Van Zant. Gary, you know, is an original member, and he is the last original member left that passed away. I believe Artemis Pyle is the kind of the last classic era lineup member that's left. Ricky Medlock is in the band now, and he was actually in the band for a short period in the 70s. Actually on the drums, which I I don't know too much of the history of that, which I probably should have looked up, or should probably look up as soon as I finish recording this, now that I'm thinking of it. I just, it's just something I've always known, but didn't really know the history of, like, he was a drummer then, as he... You know, because we know him as a guitarist and, you know, with the other work he's done, like with Blackfoot and stuff like that. So it's just cool to, you know, to think this guy's back in the band, playing a different instrument and doing it at an extremely high level. And he's playing alongside Damon Johnson, who has been on this podcast six times. You know, one of my favorite musicians throughout the years, throughout my entire life. And he joined Leonard Skinnerd in 2021, I believe it was, whenever, and at first he did it just to, he didn't technically join the band, he was just filling in for Gary for a few shows as part of the tour that was going on, because Gary was dealing with health health issues, That's and he wasn't able to perform, he did a step back, but it was always under the assumption that Damon was just filling in until Gary came back. And then along 2022 came along, they had a full-scale tour like they always do. And Damon did it in its entirety. So then you started to believe maybe Gary was a little worse off than we realized. And of course, as time went on, you heard that fact. And then we unfortunately lost him here in early March. And Damon Johnson has... I think I mentioned it here when I talked to Jason, but last time, I know it was, I think it was the last time Damon was on, probably about a year ago. It was like last spring, I think. And he spoke about him joining Leonard Skinner to, you know, perform live with Leonard Skinner. And he spoke about how Gary actually personally asked him to fill in for him. And then, you know, they became close over the time. They already knew each other, obviously, before that became much closer. What kind of compliment is that? You know, we're one of the... An all-time guitarist from an all-time legendary band ask you to be... Basically his successor now. But, you know, at that point, his fill-in 
you know, I would assume that, you know, as Damon spoke about it, that's an unbelievable honor. And as it is for, you know, me to be able to talk to someone like Damon or be able to see Leonard Skinner live. And like I mentioned a minute ago, I'd seen him three times since they returned, and one of the times was with Damon. Just this past September, they played the Born and Raised Festival in Oklahoma. And I had the chance to see him. Out at that, they put on an excellent show. Just like they always do. Tons of great, you know, triple guitar work. Just amazing classic rock, amazing southern rock. Can't go wrong with this band. Every freaking song is great. You go see them live. They're one of those bands where you go see live and you know, even if you're a casual fan, you end up knowing three-fourths the set, which is the mark of an amazing legendary artist, right? So, with all that being said, I'm going to jump into this and let Jason and I do a little more talking here about Leonard Skinner and Gary Rossington. Back once again to the show. Glad to yes, have you back. Yeah. Definitely, thank you. Yeah, and this time we're, excuse me, as noted, talking about the passing of Gary Rossington. Yes, kind of like a little tribute here to him, the one of the founding members and the lead guitarist for the Almighty Leonard Skinner. Right. I guess it's kind of kicking this off. I figured go back to not obviously the beginning of Skinner because that's whenever we weren't even born yet. But right. Go back to like kind of our beginning is that. You know, like anybody listening to rock radio or getting into rock music, we all knew Sweet Home Alabama and Free Bird. Of course. Everybody did, whether you listen to that or not. But I always liked your story that, like, you've talked about a few times on the podcast throughout the years is that kind of in the mid-90s. Right. Whenever the music scene changed is when you really kind of heavily got into a few bands and one of them was Skinner. Definitely. So kind of talk about that for... Right. Well, it's like you, like you said, we all knew of Sweet Home Alabama and Freebird, right? We all did. Um, yeah, I had older brothers, and yes, they were mainly into like the country of the '80s and the outlaw country. But of course, that all that also leads you to Skinner, and so they were right. always they always loved Skinner. But it was like you know, Sweet Home Alabama and Freebird, and then they just go back to their Hank Junior and their Willie Nelson. <laughs> so. You always heard those songs, but yes, when, um, you know, when the, when the early to mid nineties kicked in and, and the heavy music scene kind of tar- started shifting to, you know, grunge and alternative and a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff we loved, you know, of course, but, you know, and really when the mid nineties hit and things kind of got mundane with all the, you know, just the smashing pumpkins and the dishwalla and the fucking all that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's like, and it's being, you know, and you didn't, you didn't have streaming and you didn't have, uh, you know, the internet on such a wide, you know, technology on such a, a broad stage like you do now. It's like you got tired of some of that stuff. So what I did was I was like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. This is bland. This is just boring. So I went back and, you know, who are the bands I like? 
you know, so I had all my favorite bands. And so I thought, well, let's go see who influenced them. And so I really, really, I got into early Kiss because I'd really, Kiss was kind of the same thing. You knew, you knew the hits. Yeah. But, you know, you I never really did a deep dive. So like early Kiss, their first record is so huge to me. And then Leonard Skinner, that was like, those are two bands that, I mean, I really just, just loved and just dove into. And so that was my, that was my stuff. That was my thing. Um, and I really, really enjoyed so many at the time, what I thought were Leonard Skinner deep cuts, but really they were just, you know, Tuesday's gone and give me three steps and, right. you know, the stuff that was just more hits, <laughs> more, that was more hits, you know, that I come to find out the more I learn about this band and the more I dove into it. So yeah, I mean, um, but there, there's some, there's some songs that you don't hear all the time, like Swamp Music or, uh, Working for MCA that is just, I mean, it's just amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and to just bring that all home, you know, I don't know if they're going to continue or not. I would assume they will because every band does. But really, with Gary Rossington passing away, it's kind of the end of a of an era. I mean, Artemis Pyle's still going, but, you know, that guy's, I don't know. Yeah, right. You know, verdict's out on that dude. Right. And he's not in Skinner, so it's it's really kind of the, you know, end of an era. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing like around the right after he passed and or right after he passed comments on like social media and stuff. People were trying to argue, you know, people were like, it's the last founding member. And there were people arguing and trying to argue that Artemis Pyle is still alive. And they're like, well, he wasn't he was the original. founding, though. It was that yeah. Bob Burns guy, right? Yeah, he wasn't the original drummer. Right. Technically, he's in that classic yes. era member, I guess, you know. But so when you kind of dove into him, like you said, was it. Greatest hits albums, or did you kind of go like to the first couple albums, or do you remember? Yeah, the the first the first uh, the first Leonard Skinner record I got was Live One More from the Road. Oh, okay, and that's I wore that out, and then I, I, I then I had a <clears throat> excuse me, I know I had like a Greatest Hits record, and then from then it just went went on and yeah. went out. So yeah. So speaking on Gary Rossington, like as a guitarist, when you started listening to that stuff. Right. More deeply, what stood out to you about, I guess, the guitars in Skinner or specifically him, if you could pinpoint it? Well, I think, you know, uh, you had all, you you had all those dudes that I know all of them soloed, whether it was, you know, um, Alan Collins or Ed King, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think, you know, Gary's, Gary Washington's slide playing was just, you know, it was iconic. And not just in Freebird, but, you know, he, he had all that stuff. And that that's kind of, I think, yeah, I think that's what he will most be remembered by. Yeah. And, and I think he was just the, uh, dude, he was always there. You know, he was the, always the one that never changed. Yeah. You know, they never, they never had to replace him and he never left and came back and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was, you know, just really the staple. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, obviously that iconic opening to Freebird, you know, that slide and mm-hmm. everything. But Oh, man. Everybody started talking about Simple Man a lot whenever he right. passed because that's one he wrote. Yeah. And, you know, interesting enough, just uh, recently on a podcast, I had Terry I. Lou on and he mm-hmm. 
was talking about, I can't even what the, the subject was about writing. And he was talking about writing simply or simple stuff or whatever. And he brought up Simple Man. He's like, the song's so amazing. Talent-wise, it's beyond what most people can do, but yet it's so extremely simple at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and it, I, I think that's where, <laughs> that, and that's how you know. That's where it. That's where it intersects. You know, I mean, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's stupid. Right. And you know, sometimes the simplest stuff is the hardest to do. Yeah. <clears throat> Very true. You know, one thing you mentioned is bands that you loved. Metallica is obviously one of them. Right. You know, was influenced by right. Skinner. COC, another one. Like, are there any specific guitarists of those bands you love or since, you know, that you hear, you know, definite influence from Gary Rossington in? Oh, or, I think so. I think, yeah. I think you hear, I think you hear a lot of that kind of thing in, um, Damon Johnson, right. Brother Kane, you know, who is, you know, taking Gary's place now. Right. Um, and I think that, uh, I think, you know, when you when you break down James Hetfield's softer playing and even his uh the rare the rare occurrences where he does take a solo, you know, it, it's very you know, it's a lot it's a lot more streamlined and blues based. And I think that, that you know, I think that, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. So um man, there's I know there's more, it's just you gotta put me on the spot, don't you? <laughs> right. I, I think I think early Ian Moore. Oh yeah. You know, I think I think there's a case to be made for that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure um I'm sure there's more I could think of. Have maybe you'd give me these questions like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking on that, kind of like you mentioned your brothers. I mean, there's very few artists I think that you know, I mean there's artists like Kiss or Alice Cooper, the Stones, or the Beatles, who had mm-hmm. this wide-ranging impact on all right. of the rock music, or even the Stones on other genres. But besides someone like the Stones or Beatles, there's not very many bands that out there like Skinner that influenced like multiple genres. Exactly. You know, obviously country, obviously southern rock, more than anything, mm-hmm. and metal, and just rock in general. Right, and I th- and I think that. Leonard Skinner's influence on metal is probably a bit more prominent than some would think. Yeah. You might have to dig a little deeper, but I mean, it's there. Um, just the, uh, just some of the soloing, you know, the outro, the outro to, to, uh, that smell, um, and just kind of the riffage of working for MCA. I mean, you know, that, that there, that is definitely an attitude has influenced metal. And I mean, I don't care. I'll argue that all day. Yeah. It might be a little left field. I get it, but it's there. Yeah. And I think another guy that we haven't thought of, but I mean, is totally influenced by Rossington and Skinner to Zach Wild. Oh, right. I mean, you know, back in the day, he had a tribute band called Leonard Skinhead, for God's sakes. Yeah. Actually, you know? wasn't that his original name for Pride and Glory, too? Yeah, I think so. I think like so. Is what he was trying to mm-hmm. turn that into. And then yeah. I guess, obviously. Yep. Smartly changed the name. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Pepper Keenan's another one, too, I think. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, Completely. I mean, you could even kind of make a case for... Dude, it's not really like CLC's cover of On the Hunt. Oh, yeah. I mean, get back, dude. Yeah. Come on. Which, if 
you're listening, you hadn't heard that, that's, it's not even, at least I haven't checked recently, but it's only available on like YouTube. Right? Yeah. yeah like it's not on streaming services. Yeah. It wasn't released on an album. It mm-hmm. was, I don't know what it was for, but they, right. you could find it on YouTube a few years ago. But I mean, that's a, that's another kind of good point is there's been tons of covers throughout the years that yes. are great. I mean, like obviously Metallica did Tuesday's Gone. Shine Down had a huge hit with oh, Simple yeah. Man, that stripped down version of Simple Man. Yep. And then I know someone did give me three steps, like a country artist, I think, a while back that was pretty good. But I mean you you hear that stuff all the time and speaking on the country thing again, you know, I just saw him live well, obviously Gary Rossington went there, but I saw him live just this past fall mm-hmm. at Born and Raised a country festival here in Oklahoma. Right. And, you know, I mean, they're the type of band that can headline a rock fest and then headline a country fest. Exactly. You know, and they opened with working for MCA, by the way. That's awesome. But that kind of leads into also another thing is that we saw them live with Gary Rossington there. Yes. And it was like 95, 96, wasn't it? Yeah. At Fair Meadows. Yeah. And it's the old uh, horse track in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, with Hank Jr. Yeah. And that was quite a... That was great. Quite a huge show, you I know, loved it, you know, yeah. for us back then that, you know, we had been to a few shows by that point, like headline gigs from Metallica or Guns N' Roses right, separately right. and stuff like that. But then, you know, that might've been the first like big double bill show I'd went to. Yeah. And that I was when it. you still had, you know, Gary Washington, Leon Wilkinson, Billy Powell, they were still there. That's what I was going to ask you if you remember who all was still there at that I'm point. I'm pretty sure those three were. I, I think Michael Cardelloni... By that time, had taken back over, had taken over drums. Okay, pretty sure Artemis, Artemis piles out. I think. I mean, dude, I don't know. It's been so long ago, but that's just seems like that's how I remember it. Right. Oh. Yeah, I mean, since Damon Johnson was in Damn Yankees for like three months, right? Like it's cool now that like two member, two members of Damn Yankees, yeah, are part of Artemis. Artemis yeah, exactly. And then I think uh, <laughs> was Ed King there? I, I can't remember. I feel like it, but again, I can't. I don't know. Remember for sure either. Right. Was that the only time you've seen him? Or yes, seen that's him? the only time I've seen him. And honestly, Which is fine at yeah, this point. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, so. I saw him when he was still there a few years ago at that XM 111 Fest. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you already mentioned it, but that was another one of my questions. Now, do you think they will go on? Because I think they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Do you think they should? Because I, I know that's like one of those things. It's like, there's so many different aspects to that question. Yeah. Like, I, we... You know, I'm a hypocrite because I'll argue with some bands, you know, absolutely, you know, fuck you if you don't like, you know, John Bush or whoever in a in a band, but <laughs> right, then, right. or John Krabby, but then I'm like, if they replaced Cornell and Soundgarden, I'd be like, fuck him, Thale, you know, yeah. even though I didn't truly mean it in my <laughs> right. heart. But with Skinner, it's like, it happened over such a long, progressed period of time. Yeah. You know, and like... Johnny Van Zant's been leading that band now for fucking 40 plus years. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But you know, dude, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, and I mean, and got, I thought, I thought you got about Ricky Medlock who was there in the early days. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I think, you know, before all this started, before all the stuff with Gary Roxing started, they were calling it a farewell tour. Oh, were the they? Fel- the farewell to something. That's right. But we know that none of that means anything ever. Right anymore so i don't know should they i don't know you know there used to be a time where i was like no they shouldn't these bands need to stop you know blah 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 blah. but now it's just so commonplace i'm just like numb to it i'm like eh, whatever 
Yeah. You know, there's no one left in Foreigner. Right. I don't know. And do you think for one minute Kiss is going to stop? Nope. Right. So, I don't know, man. That's, I'm interested when that day comes, like how they're going to, how Paul Stanley's going to explain it, you know. That's just all I'm waiting yeah. for. Oh, yeah. They'll have some kind of spin on it. I mean, like Molly Crew did the same thing with the spin on mm-hmm. it. So, you know, Paul Stanley claimed these are the, it's not this is the end of the tour, like Ozzy said. It's like he's flat out said these are the final two Kiss shows. Yeah. Or, you yeah. Know, so. Yeah, right. That'd and, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm 120 <laughs> pounds soaking wet. Whatever, dude. Right. So it, it's, I don't know if Leonard Skinner should or they will or won't, but, you know, it, it's definitely, it's definitely kind of an iconic mark, end of an era type kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And, you know, this just happened, well, by the time this airs, it probably been about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And when we're recording this, we're actually recording this on April 1st. Right. You know, for transparency here. Tomorrow, April 2nd, is the 50th anniversary of the debut album. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he passed away just like a few weeks before the 50th anniversary of the debut album. It's a hell of a career. A hell of a body of work, man. And you want to know how I found this out? Just a random (laughs) news story coming through yesterday that the CMT Awards, you know, which we all fucking love. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, or tomorrow night, which it said lands on the 50th anniversary of the debut album, and they're having a big Skinner Gary Rossington tribute. I don't know if you've read about this. Yeah, I did. I just did. It's got some country guys, but then it's got like Slash is going to be there. Or something. Slash and Paul Rogers is one of the vocalists. It's yeah. like Paul Rogers and some like Cody Johnson or some country singer. Yep. And then like Slash, and I think maybe Billy Gibbons and right. um, a couple other people from the rock world. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of kind of cool and interesting you know that he pretty much made it you know mm-hmm. f- to the 50th anniversary yeah it's like yep. betty white you know passing away like um, exactly three weeks before 100th birthday yeah you know? <laughs> just gotta hope bob barker makes it this year yeah to that yeah, no doubt day. no doubt and you you mentioned a few songs you know or like what are your do you have an absolute favorite or like a oh yeah three or four um Working for MCA. That's the number one. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Leonard Skinner song. Excuse me. I mentioned it to Swamp Music. I love that. Coming Home, I think, is a great fucking song, dude. Yeah. Love that song. I'm sorry. What is... What's the song? I know Zach Wilde did a cover of it. I've never dreamed. I wouldn't dream. Yeah, I never dreamed. I never dreamed. I flubbed the title, but I love that song. Yeah. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, that smell I always thought was great. Uh, yeah. What's your name? I mean, dude, we should just go in now and listen to some Leonard Skinner. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my bullets. It's a oh, great yeah. tune. It is. And that's another thing that's funny, not funny, but it just, when you think of Southern rock, you think of the, you know, the same way you do with a lot of country, 70s and 80s country, that good old boy, you know, right. You know, fucking a American pride. Yeah. You know, gun toting kind of person but you know skinner you know has at least more than one song about gun control you exactly know? <laughs> which i love and like saturday night special yeah you know? and also think about you know i don't know if you ever I, I don't know if i ever sent it to you but the thing ian moore posted about gary rossington did you ever see that i right after he passed i, yeah. I remember reading some story well we'll just we'll recap mention, it for okay. the for the audience out there ian moore you know posted a story about gary rossington when Gary Washington passed away, how, you know, back in the late 90s, was it late, early 90s? I don't know, whatever. When 
Ian Moore was on tour opening for Leonard Skinner and Ted Nugent that uh, Gary Washington and Ted Nugent couldn't be farther apart in their politics, their views, and they didn't really mesh. But at one point in the tour, something happened to uh, Ted Nugent's Birdland guitar. It broke in half or, you know, whatever, it wasn't playable. And no matter what, Gary Washington was just so, he, he was so broken up that Ted lost his guitar and broke his guitar that he went and bought a brand new one and had it, you know, and presented it to Ted. So I thought that was a good story, yeah. you know, probably one that, you know, everyone in the country right now needs to like, you know, take a cue from, right. but whatever, we won't get into that, <laughs> but it was a very nice story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that one and there was a, you know, kind of like we got whenever Eddie and a few other people passed, you know, there was a lot of great stories from musicians coming out. Right. You know, about, about Gary Rossington. One note, a song that hasn't been mentioned at all that I absolutely love is the Ballad of Curtis Love. Oh, man, that's yeah. such a great tune. Yeah. I mean, and that was my next question to you. You know, what, what are some of your tunes? I just railed off some. <laughs> well, like I said, Ballad of Curtis Lowe, Tuesday's Gone, Simple. I mean, the ballads, to me, are so fucking great no matter right. what. Yeah, they are epic, very and, epic. And then when it comes to the bigger hits, probably Give Me Three Steps Right, is probably my favorite. To me, Freebird is one of those songs, there's a, you know, there's a collection, you know, of what, 20, 30 songs that like everyone in the world knows when it comes to classic rock that you've heard 50 billion times in your life. Yes. And of those, probably 20 out of the 30, I could be fine with never hearing Carry On My Wayward Son again in my life. Exactly. Yeah. But. But for some reason, Freebird, we always still Blair Freebird. Freebird and Don't Stop Believing and Sweet Child of Mine are three of those overplayed the fuck songs that I could just, it comes on right now, I'm not going to change the channel. Right, right. You know, right. I'm not going to flip it to the next song on mm -hmm. Spotify. It's just, it's so iconic that it just never got old to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I even just bought the, that box set they put out in the 90s. Yeah. I just got that on cassette. That's amazing. From so, eBay for only 30 bucks. I remember you sent me that up? before... Before you bought it, you sent me that link. But I just decided, yeah. whatever, just do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm still. What's it called again? The box set? You remember? God, I can't even. Okay, can't even remember. I've got, <laughs> I've got it on CD. The CD, yeah, yeah. I got it back yeah. in the '90s. And the when I got it, the tapes were sealed. I don't know if somebody did that or if that's really sealed. I would imagine somebody had sealed them. Oh yeah, resealed them. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess that covers it. I don't know. Do you have anything else to? Add about Skinner or no, I'm good. I think we got it. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. A big uh, shout out to to Gary Rossington and all the obviously every other member of Skinner that we've lost throughout the years now. And that's right. You know, I mean they're they're still going on with our friend of the podcast, Damon Johnson, as you mentioned. <laughs> yes. I mean, and that if you haven't heard it, you know, I mean, I'll probably mention it in the outro, the actual number, but. Damon Johnson has been on here like six times now. And one of the times about a year ago, he talked in detail about how he ended up joining Skinner, which was actually directly from Gary Rossington asking him to do it. That's cool. You know, cause he took Gary Rossington's spot when Gary got sick and couldn't perform. Mm -hmm. And he was asked directly by Gary Rossington and they became well, great friends over that process. And, you know, He's another person you should look on his social media around the time Gary passed. A few days after, he posted several stories and great stuff. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's heavy. That's not something to be taken lightly, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whenever I mean, just 
slight tangent, but I mean, think this guy has now been in two of his three favorite bands. You know, right, right. who could say that? You know, yeah. some people could grow up, you know, and end up in their favorite band. You know, like you know, freaking Ripper Owens did it. You know, yeah. and other people have done it throughout the years, but to be up, get to a point where you join Thin Lizzy and then you join, you know, Leonard Skinner. And Obviously, Alice Cooper. Oh, and Alice Cooper. Yeah, so yeah. three of the yeah. his probably top four or five. He yeah. didn't never get to join Van Halen, but obviously, yeah. who's going to do that? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> exactly. But right on. Yeah, thanks again for that's doing this. Hell yeah. Well, there you go. Jason Wood made his return to the podcast so he could talk about Gary Rossington and Leonard Skinner. Pay a little tribute to one of the all-time greats. A huge thank you to Jason for making his way back, like I mentioned earlier. You know, he was, he was, he is a co-founder of Thunder Underground, dating back to the 90s. That's something I, you know, I hadn't talked about in a while, and I talked about recently, last week, or no, two weeks ago on the Dean Castronovo episode, which I was, as I was recording, I was speaking out loud and remembering something that just, that never somehow didn't cross my mind when I was, you know, coming up with stuff to talk to Dean about. Dean played the drums on... The Ozzy Osbourne song, Thunder Underground, which is what we took as the name for this. You know, in the 90s, it was a local fanzine that we put together and put at some local record shops around here. And then after a few years, when that kind of died out, you know, we brought back Thunder Underground. Probably about 10, 12 years ago now, you know, just on social media. And then we stepped into the podcast game about eight years ago. And then Jason was here doing it with me for over six years, I believe. Yeah, because it was up through mid-2021. And he's come back here now for the fourth time. So if you missed any of those other returns, you know, he came back for a review of a Megadeth live stream, a tribute to Taylor Hawkins, and a review of the music of 1992. So all those are... Stuff that's happened in the past year or so that you could check out as well. You could also check out previous episodes. Like when I talked about some tributes we've done in the past, I did not mention the Eddie Van Halen tribute. Which was episode 292, I think. And that stands as... People ask the question a lot, like, what's your favorite episode? What's your favorite interview or the best this and that? You know, and I... I've always got a collection of the interviews I'll bring up, but I wouldn't say that's my favorite episode because I don't want losing Eddie Van Halen and having to talk about it. It's not a favorite of anything. You know, this is like one of the all-time greatest musicians to ever live on this fucking earth. Gave us some of the greatest music of all time, the same way that Gary Rossington did with Leonard Skinner. But we put together a nearly three and a half our tribute episode to Eddie Van Halen where we had 14 guests on it. Jason and I both talked for quite a while about our thoughts on Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen. And then we brought in, like I said, 14 guys to talk about Eddie Van Halen. And Damon Johnson, who I mentioned earlier, and we mentioned throughout that, the current guitarist and Leonard Skinner who filled Gary Rossington's spot, at the request of Gary Rossington, was one of the members, or one of the artists that joined us on that episode to talk about Eddie Van Halen. 
along with Frank Cannon of Tesla, Mitch Perry, another amazing guitarist. We also had on Paige Hamilton of Helmet. Who else was on that? Micah Riza of Healing the Fray and the Fa and Frank Cannon Band. CJ McClellan, one of our good friends of the podcast and just outside the podcast here in the Tulsa area from the band Grind, and he's got a new band that should be coming out very soon. We also had, who, man, why am I drawing blank? Let me think here. Robin McCauley was on that. Mark Slaughter was on that. Both those guys, Robin McCauley and Mark Slaughter, were on here other times as well for their full, you know, their own episodes, as well as guys from Tesla, Warrant, Great White, Megadeth. Ron Kiel has been on here a couple times, and Ron Kiel is a massive fan of Leonard Skinner. We've also had on guys from Three Doors Down. That's a band I believe has toured with Leonard Skinner at one point. I could be wrong about that, but for some reason I'm thinking that in my mind. Like I said recently, Dean Castronovo was on here. Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns returned. He's been on here a couple times, along with Tracy Guns of L.A. Guns. I've also had on some heavy stuff, like I think I mentioned Megadeth, but Testament, The Black Doggy Murder, Kill Switch Engage, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister, Jeff Tate, the original vocalist of Queensryche, Shooter Jennings, a long-ass list. You can check it all out at thethunderunderground.com. You can listen directly there. You can also listen pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify and everywhere else, wherever you're listening right now. Follow, like, or subscribe this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Also, there on the website, you can see all our socials, so follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Anytime you see a post, hit like, comment, comment on it, share it. That's an easy free way to help out this podcast, an easy monetary way to help out this podcast is to buy some merch. I've got t-shirts, koozies, shot glasses, magnets, stickers, guitar picks, all that great stuff. Or just send cash to Thunder Underground. I don't know. But we've got great sponsors for that, right? Got some great stuff in the works. Talk about it when it happens. Coming up here in Less than a month now, mid-May, is the 8th year anniversary of this podcast. Like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, that's just wild to think about. That 8 years ago, Jason said we should start a podcast, and we did it. And here we are, 8 years later, with all those guys I just mentioned, and guys like Glenn Hughes. The fact that, you know, I got to talk to Glenn Hughes for 30 minutes. I got to sit down with Joey Allen from Warrant, or sit down with C.J. Pierce of Drowning Pool, or just any of these guys, you know, that are exceptional, just amazing human beings to sit down and talk to. Speaking of that, Mark Torian of the Bullet Boys, a similar to Phil Lewis, where he's just an exceptional guy to talk to, which is just blew my mind, because... You always heard so much stuff in the past about how he wasn't, but he defied that from my experience. So anyway, look back through all that great stuff if you have not. I appreciate you listening as always. Appreciate Jason coming back as always. I'm sure he'll be back again here before you know it. In the meantime, check out those previous episodes, whatever you're listening to. 
shoot us a message here, thethunderunderground at gmail.com or on any of the socials. Tell us what you're digging. Yeah, I didn't have anywhere else to go with that. I just thought I'd throw that in. So, there you go. I'm going to wrap this up. A huge thank you to Med Farm, DEB Concerts, and Sunset Tattoo. Once again, a huge thank you to Jason. And once again, a big rest in peace to the mighty Gary Rossington. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.